Happy Tuesday, and welcome back to another exciting episode of the Airport Minute, where each and every day, Monday through Friday, we go over one minute of screen time of the greatest disaster movie ever made, the 1970 Universal Pictures movie Airport. I am one of your hosts, Jim O'Kane of TVDads.com. And I'm host number two, Mark Cerulli of CovertOps.tv, and once again, we have the ambassador of hospitality, the saver of small dogs from larger ones, <laughs> Mr. Peter J. Regan. God bless you. God love you, Peter. Thank you, Mark. That's uh, great. Uh, great to be here, one and all. Yes, uh, and Peter has been following not only uh, a frequent and infrequent guest, but also an avid listener of the show. He knows every last second of the show. So we uh, absolutely long time listener, first time uh, today. This is a very exciting episode for me. I might add, uh, it is. It's a thrill. There's lots of uh, special effects. There's lots of. Uh, well, my favorite character, I finally get to meet the man, the legend, uh, yeah. Mr. Petroni here. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's he's right, Joe Petroni. right there, ready for you. And he's going to talk lumber. So, yes, uh, I know. I mean, uh, it's like the perfect storm. I looked at, by the way, I looked that lumber up, uh, yeah. and I sent you photos of it so you could see the girth that yes. we're dealing with here. Yeah, I really wish that that lumber had been used on my parents' deck, but you can't have everything. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know, the problem there was it wasn't pressure treated. <laughs> exactly. So maybe if it was pressure treated and they used screws instead of nails, mm. uh, it could have been a different story. Yeah, anodized I mean, screws. I'm not one to second guess whoever built that deck, Victor. Uh, but uh, honestly, I'm sure it all comes out. Well, in the, in the, you know, it's got comes to out in the wash. Is what it's amazing. It's amazing what triggers uh, so many people have for different. In this case, it was lumber. Lumber, exactly. And also, he's having it done which way now? Uh, lay him crosswise. Anyway, till Sunday is what he's doing. <laughs> Five ways till Sunday. <laughs> look, we're going to have ourselves now. All right, you're let's right, look, you're let's right. Let's look yeah. at the – you want to get – Jim, give us a brief recap of what we're looking at, please. So what we're looking at here is uh, the cell call device just went off in the plane, and uh, Vern and uh, Harris are both looking at each other, getting ready to copy a uh, – a message from New York and uh, Cy Jordan is sitting in the background acting with his ear again. Gary Collins, there putting in a clever performance. The fellow in New York is uh, telling them that there is a strong possibility. Repeat strong possibility exists that passenger D O Guerrero seat assignment 23 a may have an explosive device in his attache briefcase may have may so have. There's a chance that he doesn't. Yeah. Could be, you know, bologna sandwiches. They didn't have to go through TSA back then. Right, exactly. And what I found interesting about this was Dean, after he hears about the explosive device, mm. he keeps taking down notes. Right. Oh, okay, okay, let's Expl- see. He's mentally device. disturbed, hmm. desperate. In his attache. Is that with an accent? Oh, he bought excessive insurance. Oh, 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 did you see the eye roll that Barry Nelson does? Yeah. Right, right. The, the, like a second 18, it's it's priceless. And then and then that's Gary Collins' best acting in the movie. But a, you know what? a complete head turn. Yeah. <laughs> Collins is like two beats off responding after – hold on. There we go. I got it. Yeah. I, wish, it I, I wish I had a line. I know I don't have one, but I wish I had one. I'll just look concerned. I'll be <laughs> Can charged. I just bring up one thing about this whole scene? Well, actually, this scene and then the scene that's also in this minute – and I had an epiphany, by the way, because mm-hmm. 
When you were sending the link to this scene, Jim, I made a point of doing some research oh, on it. Oh, okay. Uh, we like guests that come prepared. Well, I, I like to make sure I'm not taking this off the top of my head. I yeah, know every episode a lesson. I understand. That, that's the Peter well, what method. I found interesting, this is a snapshot in time uh, in 1970 where what do you not see throughout this whole movie? No government involvement. <laughs> <the> exception, <laughs> no FAA. No FBI, right. no law enforcement. This is just you got you got. Well, if we uh, if we can keep it quiet, then our insurance rates won't go up. But you, you still get Lloyd Nolan. Yeah, no, yeah. Lloyd Nolan, yeah, right. the U, U.S. Customs Office. He's the closest thing they have to a government agent. So right. bring him in. He's just hanging but around, Mel, drinking coffee. But Mel, Mel is taking shot. He's taking charge of this whole operation. Oh, yeah. I want to play. Sure, no problem. I'm your man. Should we notify the FAA or maybe the government? The FBI might want to know about this or the Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, and Fire. We'll do okay. Dean's on the plane. Gary's on the plane. We're all good. Do you not find it slightly amusing that never, never is the government ever involved with this? Yeah, well, I, I would see Lloyd Nolan leaning forward while they're making the phone call and saying, check under his collar and see if he has any diamonds. And then scratching the back of his neck yeah. like the dog did with the dog. But, you know, I just found it funny. I mean, yeah. you know, maybe it's because that was still the era of small government. They were preoccupied with well, Vietnam. I don't know. Who knows? But, uh, they were busy landing, landing on the moon was the big thing yeah. at the time. So. Right, well, right. That yeah, they, happened already, yeah. right? So they were that, probably preoccupied with Apollo 13. Yeah, well, no, that, was, uh, that wouldn't happen until for another uh, two months after this movie came out. So a month and a half. Oh, so that's true. Thinking yeah. about it. Yeah. Planning for it. Well, right, right. They I mean, filmed this. They filmed this during the mission of Apollo twelve, and then. Wow, is so, that true? Yeah. Once again, November nineteen sixty nine. Okay. Jim O'Kane, the yeah. man, who the knows man knows this movie. Stuff. I remember they 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 were just, the module was just coming around for its orbit around the moon during this critical scene. As a matter of fact, right? Well, they would have to break and go watch the you know go watch the TV set. They gather around and go. Oh, yeah, this is just like buzz. Yeah. yeah, so I, I just find it funny that, you know, again, no government involvement. Dean continues taking copious notes right. because the, after all just this. Just in case. Just in case. With a you bomb, know. Explosive. I mean, when he says excessive insurance, what does he say? Does he, did, did he buy like How much is it now? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, no, that seems reasonable. Can, Are you crazy? Can, You're not worth a million dollars. Yeah. Yeah. Can you ever be that careful with the insurance? I mean, what are you advocating, uh, New York, that no one should have insurance? What? We exactly. know all about it. Yeah. Well, like, yes. why didn't he just quietly go up to Guerrero and go, hey, we know all about it. You're done. Give me the briefcase. <laughs> we, I've got some notes here, sir. Uh, you're mentally disturbed and you're desperate. Desperate, uh, yeah. So tell me those combinations together. What's in that uh, briefcase of yours? Right, exactly. That's a good Q&A opportunity. Where's that going to go? Yeah. but he And he is in that Love American style uh, bubble. While he's while right, he's saying right. all this stuff, so he's, he's well, he's right between Dean and, and Barry. So you get, but you still get, uh, you still get our boy up there, Gary Collins, in the background. Yeah. yeah, they have to like that. That would be great if he moved his head and the bubble moved around while he was talking. <laughs> Luckily, Dean had two pens, so he still has next to one in his lapel there, so he can Dean. take additional notes in case New York got a call back with more information on the guy. We just found out We're calling insurance back. policy now is $250,000. He's desperate because he just got fired from his job for stealing dynamite. <laughs> and we now found out – yeah, exactly. The mental and, hospital was Walter Reed Army Hospital in, in Bethesda, <laughs> Maryland. That's where – yeah. 
And we're we're going to call way, you back with a quiz, so I hope you took good notes. And Walter Reed did not, was named after a guy who jumped out of the building, did he not? No, you're thinking of Forrestal. James, oh, he jumped? James Forrestal right. jumped out of uh, Forrestal, the Forrestal, isn't that the stuff you take to, to probiotics to help your, your digestion? I don't, not that I do. Yeah, I'm fine. I, I tell you this much. Karen oh, takes a yeah. shot of vinegar a day. It's exhausting. She had me try it once. Ooh. I gag. No, it's, no, it's, a, it's not vinegar. It's apple cider. Ap- apple cider oh, that's vinegar. making it better. Yeah. And she she wanted me to try it once. And I'm sorry. I literally, have, you tried, I have you tried pouring it over like maybe a, a half a head a of salad? Lemons? Yeah, that always works. <laughs> I'd say add a little bit of vegetable oil and it'll go right down. Is that true? That sounds made up. I don't know. Or you could add it into egg salad and just mix it in with some mayonnaise. It'll work fine. Plus, it's really? tastier, much tastier. Yeah. What are you, doctor or cooker? All of a sudden, you know this. Is that true? It sounds like you're really making this up. Peter, Is that true, Peter? Have you ever made deviled eggs? No. Oh, okay. Well, that, that explains things. Okay. I've you've eaten well, some. Well, yeah. I'm sure I have. Bed. I mean, I, if you're advocate, I do. An, I'm an advocate of supporting the restaurant industry. There if that's are. what you're asking. Yeah. Awesome. I'm like, I am an American. They're brothers so. in uh, hospitality. Yeah. Twenty percent tip is not excessive. That's what the going rate is right now. What twenty percent? Twenty percent. Yeah, fifteen is yeah. for you know chiselers. Well, no, I mean <laughs> it's been a movie. I guess I'm a chiseler, time. aren't I? I'm a goddamn chiseler. Down, down to the down to the penny. Don't, never, never, never tip with coins. Never uh, tip with coins. Round up. Really, Jim? It must be nice to be you, you and your Tesla, mm-hmm. as you go. Uh, as you drive around in your fancy car. Oh, look at well, my gold wings. I'm a winner. I'm a loud loser. I've well, got a great car here. Let, let's get to my 10-year-old SUV pieces of it dragging along you and you bright new fancy Tesla. Does your audience know about your Tesla, Jim? Or are you trying to be man of the people? We, we, trying uh, to show I'm a man Peter, of the people. We're I'm breaking saving, the fourth wall. I'm, sa- <laughs> I'm saving the planet, Peter. Uh, but let, but let's uh, get back to Peter's favorite character, Mr. Joe Petroni. I mean, oh, yeah. and, this, uh, and I have a burning question. Do you think that when the movie wrapped, uh, uh, George Kennedy walked with that uh, zippered uh, TWA jacket? I hope so. I hope he did. I hope, and the box of cigars. Because I could just see him going to Bob's Big Boy in Burbank, you know, wearing that. <laughs> oh, I tell you, I, I love it, especially, you know, how it's that form fitting outfit. Yeah. yeah. Pulling it. I'm, what I'm thinking of him as a, fit, eh? he's probably a Ford, a Ford LTD man. He had a big, you know, a tuna boat kind of a, kind of a ship. Yeah. And he just pulled out and, and fishtailed down Lancashire. I'm done for the day. Well, well you know what? I tell you, again, 1970, it must have been suitable for you to have a cigar and talk and keep it in your mouth and speak and smoke a cigar in your mouth while talking at the same time. In somebody else's office. Right. I mean, what, what, what a great country. Uh, and yeah. I was telling Mark earlier, look at the number of ashtrays at that table. Everyone, everyone has an ashtray. Uh, yeah. It's a great and country. And a phone. They have, I think there's more phones than people in that, in that room. Well, you, gotta, you, you know, they have, they have to have communication. Yeah. But there you go. You've got everyone has coffee. Yeah. Except for Mel. Everybody has an ashtray. Uh, Mel has an ashtray. Uh, but no food. No food this time, Jim. Yeah. Where did he get the wing-free uh, airplane? And it's- well, they keep the, the they probably get next to that model the the uh, expansion of the uh, airport. If you recall in the earlier yeah, episode, yeah. 
And they had that model done. This one is just a continuation of that. You know, that's where they put all their money in the budget. Now, the weirdest thing about this is we finally see them seated at that table that just has no room. We've already, I mean, how are they seated? Are they kneeling on the floor? Because there is absolutely no room between the top of the chair. And we've established this earlier, that there's no room between the top of the chair and the bottom of the table. So they have to be not seated, but kneeling. That's the only way they fit there. Are they, are they sitting at the Lilliputin table? Yeah, they're right there. That They must have raised it. That's on Apple boxes for sure. Yeah. Somebody, yeah, right. somebody said, this uh, is never going to work. George Kennedy was a big guy. Yeah, he was like 6'4", 6'5", huge guy. Yeah. So, uh, uh, and it's yeah. all proportional too, I bet. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> big thumb. This plane though, can I ask the question yeah. though? What yeah. is the purpose? That purpose of the model, there's no engines. No wings. Well, it's to show, it's to show you what the seat, the seating arrangements are inside the plane. Except for the edification of the viewer of this movie, what would be the purpose of this thing? Mm, when you're picking out a seat, it's like, well, where am I going to sit? I'm going to sit right here at 15B because I always want a middle seat mm. on a 707. <laughs> okay, you, you say so. It, uh, it just seems. Wouldn't you want that model? How great would that be to have that? Oh, that desk? would be worth. That's worth money. So that that's in the. A landfill somewhere, unfortunately. No, no, no. It went home with George. Yeah, George Seaton's a... kids have it. That's that's where it went. it went. Is that true? That's uh, is that true? I think I would. That, that sounds. Or maybe Ross Hunter. I think the producer would grab that. You know? I don't care about going to make two million. I want to keep every possible prop, including the books in the bookcase behind and the it's scene. Not even, it's... it's not even on a stand. It has its own little like separate tripods. Uh, that's yeah, money for that stuff. You want to put it on a stand? No, 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 no. Use a tripod. Yeah. Rolling. Let's use a rolling one. You got three of them, as a matter of fact. Then when you you how many? Cut, where do you see three? Twelve. <laughs> yeah, you're funny. You're funny. How many? Uh, this well, is a great scene. Yeah, I wonder how many uh, uh, George Kennedy cigars he had to go through. Like I was figuring, if he's Ugh. doing all those dialogues, Ugh. he probably had. There's probably like a bucket right underneath the table. Is like, George, you're getting well, a little. That damp. explains why his teeth were so yeah. yellow. I wonder That's if they had a spittoon on the set. Uh, well, Jim, yeah. in 1970, was the word hell used a great deal on play, uh, in movies? Uh, War is Hell, uh, Audie Murphy, 1963. No, that was actually not true. Frankenstein and the Monster from Hell. War is Hell. 73. From Hell and, to Hell and Back, Audie Murphy. Audie Murphy was War is Hell. It was the movie playing in the Texas theater when uh, Lee Harvey Oswald was captured. Wow. And he happened to die in a plane accident. Lee Harvey Oswald? No, he died in a... No, Audie Murphy. I, I don't think Lee Harvey got to see the, the end of yeah, uh, that Lord movie. Hell, yeah. No, no, no. Audie he missed the ending. Died, he died in a plane accident. Oh, yes. Um, but it wasn't a 707. No. It wasn't a 707. No, it was a smaller yeah. plane. I mean, if that's important to the scene. I, well, I'm and not he's, sure buried, he's buried in uh, Greenville, Texas. That's where his home is. And uh, that's not too far from where Ricky Nelson, a uh, famous uh, pop musician, the guy that wrote Garden Party, um, he crashed in a plane not too far from there. So, mm-hmm. speaking of Ricky Nelson, Jim, yes. uh, I actually opened a hotel in Guntersville, Alabama, which was the he stayed in this hotel the last night before he died in the plane. Wow! And they kept the hotel room to look like what it was. Oh my uh, god! Yeah, so like yeah. The people the was it a bit. chain? Is it a chain now? Because I'm surprised somebody allowed that. Oh, of course, it's a window. Oh, uh, and 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 when you guys bought it, you said, "Okay, we're going to just leave it that way." No, no, it's a franchise, but they—it's a tourist attraction. Oh yeah, sure. 
People will come up. And in Guntersville, Alabama is in the middle of nowhere. It's the vast capital of Alabama, though. Wow. Uh, just, just in case you were wondering. So for those who'd like to know, uh, Ricky Nelson spent his last night at the Wyndham Garden, uh, Guntersville, in Guntersville, Alabama. Did he take the soaps? Uh, that's uh, that's uh, pretty sad that you would make a mock of <laughs> Well, at least I'm not trying to profit from their death by opening their their hotel. Nice. Good, good, good. Bring, bring that in yeah. for a landing. Bring in the terms of you can call death it. car and leave it out in the uh, parking lot. Here you go. You know, that car has disappeared. Uh, yes, it did. Yeah. Did they somebody, not that, that means somebody has it. But did they not take that car on a tour of the United States for driver safety? No, I think they brought it on the tour of the United States for cash money. I mean, it was probably easy, really, easily Jeff? a ticket. Yeah, I would think so. Yeah. Well, I can go Bonnie find a photo and Clive's death car had been touring most. Oh, of I've seen that. That's uh, that's uh, in uh, Prim, Nevada, on the way to LA, uh, Vegas. Yeah, and then there's the other one from Bonnie the movie. And Clyde's death car. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes, but it's in Prim, Nevada. Yep. And yep. you know this. You've seen it. I've seen it. I've seen it because when you drive from L.A., you can stop at Prim. There's a big mall, and, and, and they have an exhibit of cars. I've seen it there. So it's somewhere on 15. <laughs> awesome. What about Paul Walker's car? That poor guy. What a Wow. What a drag. I mean, what happened? Is that car still around? N- no. They, they carted it off somewhere. But people were arrested because they had kept pieces of it. Sure. I mean, that's people have morbid fascination with death, so go figure. Hmm. I'm trying to see if they have it anywhere. That was a Porsche Carrera GT5. Yeah, named Little Bastard. Hmm. Is that true? Mm-hmm. You guys just know so much stuff that really doesn't matter but still is interesting. Uh, that you know it that. Is. I mean, it's it really is a compliment. Thanks for compliment. encapsulating my life, Peter. Wow. Well, no, both of you, not just you. Wow, and an associate of Paul Walker stole 30 cars after his death. Really? But it's been settled. Oh, right, right, because he had a monster collection, right? Yeah, yeah, he had 30 cars, and they were stolen by one of his associates. So somebody from the entourage showed up. and Jim, when I buy the farm, I want you to come get the Torino. I thought you don't have the Torino anymore. I still have it in storage. Oh, I'm getting rid of it, though. But if, I, if it's still around I'll, when I'm dead. I'll have, a, you I'll have a talk with Karen at the wake. You'll have it reassembled. <laughs> <laughs> Can't have me buried in it. It'll teach me a lesson, right? Mm. There. Now you and your car can be together. Actually, you could be buried just holding a a uh, a window knob in each hand. <laughs> See you in hell. <laughs> with, right a, in, in glowing with a plaque letters. around my with a plaque around my neck saying I knew it. Right. right. Yeah. Exactly. Good. Good. Uh, oh, well, I think we've uh, once again we've. Uh, the, yeah, the, another I mean, episode in the teeth. Somehow, yeah. Pretty hard, too. Somehow. This one, you really, really did take a lot to it. I mean, uh, it is exciting, don't you? Wow. Yeah, it's uh, – and we're not even – I mean, we're not even all the way through. We were only at second 40 talking about how Burt Lancaster has to pretend – you know, part of his job is to know everything there is to know about aircraft. And he's, like, asking uh, – he, he's asking Joe, what would it mean if the thing would blow up? <laughs> well, it would be bad. What would happen okay. if you blew up three sticks of dynamite in a plane? Is there any chance the plane could stand the explosion? Uh, no. Let's go. <laughs> that should have been the answer. Uh, no. Yeah. No, no. Uh, usually we try to discourage having bombs go off <laughs> in the plane. 
because it's inherently dangerous. I mean, maybe you're not aware of how you know, aeronautical engineering is all played into we've this. Got, you know? We've got that 707 trapped out there at runway 29, or we could just, you know, yeah, run a little Mr. Wizard experiment and uh, two birds with one stone. So, right. <laughs> or Joe could turn to Mel. By the way, um, when's the FAA or the FBI or any of the law enforcement going to show up today? Yeah. Oh, they're Any not? Kind of... Maybe you should get on the phone yeah. and be more preoccupied with I that. Know you're, I know uh, you're busy, what, with the divorce and all. Everybody knows you had that on the intercom. <laughs> uh. Right. Now we have a plane coming back here. Maybe we can get some extra help yeah. out there on the on the uh, yeah. get rid of that snow. Yeah, so is, is, is Tanya your new and... bride or what's going on there? Yeah. <laughs> you know what he should have done? He should have asked his uh, soon-to-be ex-wife if she could grab a shovel and, and help out. Yes. <laughs> right. Uh, I just love it. I mean, there's just chit chat, and Lloyd Nolan's there. I'll pick yeah. up my paycheck. Yeah, why don't you go out? Why don't you go out and have your wing ding out there? So, uh, Lloyd, yeah, ha, ha, Lloyd turns to Clark. Uh, how was it? Clark Howitt. Clark Howitt. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, uh, so how many more scenes are you in this? When can we get? To, maybe we we'll go out for dinner or something. You know? Yeah, we'll go to the oh, smokehouse. That's pretty good. We, we got we got to stay here and 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 make some FaceTime. Look like we're interested. Now, in I have a question: Is that really Clark Howitt in the scene on the right? Because it looks like a different guy to me. Isn't that the manager? Yeah, the manager. Of that's the, Bert. Um, Bert oh, they could have had a stand-in though. That's I don't. That's true. It just doesn't. No, that's it, it. You know what? It does, you know what? It doesn't look yeah, like him. Does it, it looks like a different haircut, or like they shot this later, or something. It just it doesn't look like him. I wonder if Lloyd Nolan kept his uniform from the customs. I, <laughs> nah, he could, uh, you could tell Lloyd could care less. Yeah. I'm done. I'm off the picture. That's I was it. an ice station zebra. Once I was done with that one, I was done, period. Yes. Who who believes Rock Hudson is a, a commander of a boat? Or who Not would me. trust Patrick McGowan? Come on. Come on. <laughs> Top of the world. Ernie? Ernie's going to be on the on the boat, too? Come on. Ernie speaking Russian? Well, yeah. Oh, you're right. That really doesn't look like no, him. No, I'm looking at it. It looks like some guy that they picked out. It's like, yeah, you're close enough. You'd be Clark. Well, guess what? It was probably that other guy wasn't available, you know? Yeah. I mean, th- yeah. this guy looks like. We need you for five days. You're booked for five. Oh, we need you to come back. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Find some guy with a good haircut. He kind of looks I'm... like, who's the guy from The Hidden? The one that's earlier in the show? Oh, the... Uh, oh, yeah. The one that was the sergeant uh, from uh, oh, Adam 12. Oh, yes, yeah, from Adam 12. Yeah, yeah. The sergeant. Yeah, I can't think of his name. He man. was great in Hidden. Well, I like the Hidden. Call. Yeah, he was good. Right. In, he was good in the Rocketeer. He was. Uh, he was one of. Well, the, he was better he was in Hidden. Good. Yeah, he was much better. I liked your car. Right. Yeah. Oh. What was the rest? Of, what's the rest of that line? I like your car. I need the keys. Or I yeah, want the keys. Yeah, right. I need the keys. Right. <laughs> I need the keys. Oh man! Now I got to watch the Hidden. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Stay tuned for the Hidden uh, Minute coming up next. Oh, we that should. A, that was a great movie, boy. <laughs> And what was it when he's he gets into the politician's body? Oh, and the and guy just him. licks his lip at the end. <laughs> but mm. but he says something about do, are you going to be running for president or something like that? And the I don't know. I got to look up the movie. Now you got me. Got to go. I got to go look it up. No, I'm sure Karen would enjoy seeing it. I'll find it. Yeah, I'm pretty sure she won't. Ever sit, ever <laughs> sit her down and make her watch it. It's the only way to. She's do. probably tapping her foot next door, ready to give me uh, one. Yeah. Thing with that. So I'm guessing uh, this episode's done. That's what I'm we're, guessing. Uh, yeah, we're probably. I'm sure the audience is sick of this. So, but anyway, this is this is one of the better minutes. If uh, folks are out there watching this one minute at a time, I would say skip ahead to uh, minute ninety two and watch Joe do being Joe. Joe explain. Joe being Joe. Joe being, I mean, it honestly does anyone talk with a cigar in their mouth anymore? 
And well, it's like, like that. Uh, was it was it Aristophanes? Who was the guy that put uh, marbles in his mouth because he had a stutter and he got rid of his lisp by talking around marbles? No one likes people who are too smart, Joe. No. Uh, yeah, so uh, who, is, who was that now? <laughs> Safe, Peter. Um, the uh, uh, hang on, marbles. Marbles, marbles in uh, mouth. Stutter. Ashtrays. Per person. Uh, yeah, Demonthenes. Demonthenes. Nice. Good. Mm. The historic treatment mm. for studying. Isn't that what you get if you nice. don't wash carefully? The pebbles. The, well, you get pebbles of Demonthenes. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the Greek order. The Greek order. Demonthenes was. Oh, by the way, did you notice how uh, he uses an interesting vernacular in this movie? He uses the word "kook." Kook. Kook. Yeah. No one uses the word kook anymore. Well, at least he didn't call him a crackpot. Then that would really be dating it. <laughs> right. But I looked up kook in the pejorative uh-huh. uh, view. So I did send you both the definition yeah. of kook. Yes, no, I was trying kook. to figure that out. I'm going, okay. Mm-hmm. Well, it just shows you I did listen to yeah. the scene. I mean, when I hear kook, I go, wow, no one uses that word anymore. Yeah, unless you're in Liverpool and you're describing your mother who works in a kitchen. You can say, my mom's a kook. Uh, it's an old Ringo joke, but we're old people. Ringo who? Mm, Ringo, yes. Oh, Jim. Snap, that was funny. Snap. That was funny. Snap, yeah. that was very okay. funny, Jim. Topical, and you immediately turned it around on something else. And you used a, you used a little accent, actually. Uh-huh. Man, I, I just listened so to So, Peter, you, you were going to give us the etymology of kook. <laughs> uh, I, uh, I forgot. Okay. Yeah, where was it? Hold on for a second. I had it printed out. I got to go. I, yeah. <laughs> I did have it, and I uh, or the all time the all time uh, classic. All right, very good. All right, very good. Peter Egan read it. <laughs> I had it here anyway. It was a pejorative something. Uh, people media synonym prank uh, pejorative said, term for a person. Uh, thanks, who for <laughs> thanks for nothing. Thanks for All right, my wife's gonna kill right. me. I okay, go. but well, let's let's talk about something well, really know, quickly. Let Jim do the wrap up. Peter, I got to I got to right. thank you because that's in our contractual requirements that I do have to thank you for being on the show. You're a good man in a in a pinch. You did a great yeoman's work to get this. So, if you want to hear more from Peter Regan, please visit our great big website airportminute.com and search for Regan. If you there's a little uh, like a little magnifying glass, type the word Regan R E G A N. The way you spell it on the check, you can find all the Peter Regan episodes on airportminute.com. Visit us on Twitter, Airport Minute. Visit us on Facebook, Airport Minute. Visit us on Facebook at the Airport Minute Commanders Club. And also subscribe to us every day. Uh, or you only have to subscribe once. And you'll get every day. You'll get Monday through Friday, Airport Minute on iTunes. And hit subscribe. It'll go. <laughs> Peter Regan is available at the Walnut Room. Yes. Out there on Highway 16. Be good to your waitresses. They've been good to you. Yes. <laughs> Always carry a bag with you uh, in the car so that you can put all your trash in there and then, you know, find a litter basket or just throw it out the window. Jim's a winner. <laughs> but join us here tomorrow and we'll have an exciting Wednesday uh, and talk more about Petroni and find out what's going to go on with a guy with a bomb. Jim's a winner. See what happens? This is what happens when you're on too many episodes. Ah, but... Oh, that poor rock. Yes. Okay. Well, Peter, good luck with your move. I understand you're moving somewhere else. So uh, That's right, Jim. Thanks so much for that call. Um, uh, I want to uh, say hello to your long-suffering wife who put up with all this stuff going on while you're, you're finding something you. else to do. She, she's a keeper. She definitely is. Know.
Uh, mm. right. But uh, be back here tomorrow for the airport minute on Wednesday. Until then, good day. Bye. Bye, Mike. Bye. Nice going, sweetheart. Remind me to send a thank you note to Mr. Bowling.